It's on. And welcome to podcast number two. We're sipping some cola and we're talking about Cheetos right out of the gate. You're going to get to hear some great laughter because we're starting. We're we're just going to skip the sports for now and get right to this Cheeto bandit. So there was this lady in Oklahoma that was called the che- was like think was busted because of a Cheeto dust found in her teeth, and um, she was arrested in first degree burglary, and um, they found her and knew it was her because of an open bag of Cheetos and a bottle of water on the floor near an open window. Because like the second they got in, she like fled the scene. And they they figured out it was her because they went to her home and found the Cheetos on the floor by the window and then found her later with Cheeto dust in her teeth. Like, <laughs> Wouldn't you think that if you were going to go burglarize somebody, that that's the last thing you'd eat? Like, there's so many chips that you should eat before Cheetos. Because Cheetos are notorious for all that Cheeto dust getting all over you. So the uh, police department that found her wrote, in quotation marks, a good reminder that Cheeto dust can be pretty hard to get rid of. Because, you know, when you eat it, it like melts in your mouth and it gets like all sticky and stuff on your teeth. And That and it's all over your hands. I was more surprised that this isn't like... They saw her sticky fingers as well as the stuff all over her teeth because you can wipe that stuff with a napkin and it seems like it just is impossible to get off of you. And the cops obviously put two and two together because when she fled, they believe when she fled, she was still carrying her Cheetos. Well, you can't just leave the Cheetos behind. I mean, you got to go home and watch some Netflix after burgling this house. So when they went and had the Cheetos, she, like, dropped them behind before she, like, really left the scene. What a clown move. What a clown move. First of all, burglarizing people, not a good move. And then second of all, the choice of burglars everywhere, apparently eating Cheetos, also not not great either. It looks like she actually tried, like, okay, the cops say they arrived at the home that night where a mom of two kids had called 9-1 to report that another lady had pried a screen off for winter. So it looks like she went in, <laughs> stole a bottle of water, ate some of their Cheetos, and then fled after eating Cheetos and drinking water. So she's going to jail because she burglarized a bottle of water and, like, two hands full of Cheetos. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's kind of that's kinda that's sad. not That's not a great look either. They're going to ask, what are you in for? And she's going to be like, yeah, I took a bottle of water and Cheetos from this mom of two kids. And I'm be like, wow, that's it? I mean, again, burglarizing bad, but, like, if that's all that she did, she didn't really terrorize anybody. I mean, like maybe the mom's just upset that that bag of Cheetos is half gone now. And here we go, another another great stupid criminal of the day story for you guys. A 36-year-old British man had eluded police for months after escaping from a jail in November, and the jig was up after he ventured out of hiding to buy a copy of Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. He had served 14 years of a 17-year sentence for robbery and weapons possession, and he escaped and gave it all up to go have some super sweet Call of Duty time, I guess. I mean, you're 14 to 17 years through, though. Like, you just got to wait another three years. Like, you've done the hard part. You know that it's going to be extended now. And all of that for Call of Duty, that's, again, I want to know how they busted him, though. Was it just they were just out at this store where he was buying his Call of Duty, and they were like, oh, hey, look, that's the guy we need to arrest. And he's like, oh, well, that's. Just out here buying video games because that seems like a smart thing to do. It doesn't really say how he got caught. They definitely, the cops were going to buy the same game. (laughs) And I know, let me tell you what happened here. Completely not true, but would be great if it was. 
So they're walking around the store, and they, they, they both come into the same aisle, right? And this guy's like, oh, these are cops, but they won't know it's me. And there's only one of this game left. And then they, they both reach for it, their hands touch, and they're like, oh, this, the cops recognize him, and then they bust him right there in the store. Yeah, man. That's sometimes the way it goes, I guess. And another one. The way it goes. That's just another Saturday night for you. You're wandering around and like, oh, shoot, I got arrested because I got busted trying to buy a video game. No? (laughs) Nothing? All right, next. There was a man sentenced after police find loaded gun in his buttocks during strip search. Buttocks? Buttocks. During a strip search. I'm sorry. I, all I heard was buttocks. What was the first part of that? <laughs> a man was sentenced after finding a loaded gun inside this guy's butt. That just <laughs> so this did they they found it at the police station or when they pulled this guy over? I mean, I assume it has to be the police station where they do the whole strip search thing. I would say so. Also, this was in Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> That guy has a lot of confidence that his ass can hold a gun that's loaded. He had stashed a loaded 25 caliber Titan pistol in his butt. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I just want to know the thought process of like, oh, yeah, this is I'm just going to put it up there and nothing, nothing can possibly go wrong here. I mean, that feels like you're like one fart away from a disaster. The pistol is more than four inches long and with a 2.5-inch barrel. So it's a pretty small gun, then. Man, like, it, it, it has to be for it to fit up there. <laughs> yeah, but I don't I know was why you would talking on the grand scheme of things. It's not like he put a freaking long barrel shotgun up his ass. Yeah. You're getting a lot. You're, you're cringing <laughs> a lot at this one. Yeah, and it's... Not every day you hear about a story of a guy cramming a gun up his butt, but... But, but. Yikes. <laughs> oh, there you go. I mean, that's it's hard to start the podcast off any better than that. You got any more stupid criminals to talk about? Wow, look at the, the eye roll I saw off that was incredible. Um, <laughs> There was a super... Super, super smart group of criminals who were busted for allegedly forcing a victim into a car and holding him for ransom. And guess where he was right next to while they did this? Oh, a cop shop, dude. The New York Police Department Training Center. You're like two feet from it. It was right next door. (laughs) And there's police training inside. And yet you're going to try to kidnap a Jimmy off the street and hold him for ransom. Uh, maybe this is just one of those schemes where you see, like, an upper-level cop that's trying to train everybody, and he's like, well, I'm going to act like a dumbass, and I'm going to make sure that this guy gets kidnapped exactly three feet from where these guys are at. Make it a nice, easy catch for him. But if this guy's a legit criminal, which it sounds like it is, or it wouldn't be a news story, that's, this guy's an idiot. So the victim was 19 years old, and... The victim, they called the victim's cousin and demanded $10,000 over that, that the That guy answered the phone and went, uh, no thanks. <laughs> There's no chance he answered the phone and was like, oh, yeah, I'll bring $10,000 right away. And this story was from May. And the victim, after this scary incident, good thing they were right next to the police police training center but he only reported a minor stomach injury so he got away okay probably gut punched him when they were picking him up jeez what a mess what 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 a big brain move like you're right next to the cop training center i mean i now understand why there was such a big eye roll at the beginning of that and there was apparently six men so I guess they were driving around in a clown car to get them all in there. <laughs> Six men and the victim that are all crammed in one car. So there's seven people 
in a car. It doesn't say what car, so I'm just imagining in my head like a it's clown car. It's a smart car. car, dude. That one where you're like, if you hit like a light post, you're going to go through your windshield. There were six of them, and they were all crammed into that. So there's also a, another one last. Oh, that's not what I <laughs> hope that didn't pick it up. My, my volume was still on, and the ads were playing, so that's not cool. Um, there's this guy that should have stolen a belt instead of whatever he was he was trying to steal. Oh, he was a porch pirate, and instead of stealing the super fun package of whatever it was, he should have stole a belt because a video shows this guy stealing a package and then having troubles with his pants as he as the pants are falling down and he's trying to get away. I thought this was gonna be one of those stories where the people will put up the fake packages. Like, I guess people are starting to fight back against the porch pirates. The look you have while you're looking at whatever you're looking at on your computer is amazing, by the way. I, th- I thought this was going to be one of those stories because you see it from time to time where the people are like, yeah, we're just going to throw trash in a box and see if they get stolen. So this guy can own a really, really expensive motorcycle but can't keep his pants oh, up or yeah, afford a wow. belt. So this belts are like fifty bucks though. So this guy He's stealing (laughs) he steals a package. His pants are kicking his ass right now. So this guy steals a package and at the second he starts to run away with it, all his shit's falling off, his book bag or whatever he has on his back, and his pants are falling down. This guy this guy this must be his first time doing this. He's not doing it right, apparently. (laughs) I'm just I'm just watching him mount the motorcycle and then so I guess eventually he does get away, but I guess he picked the right time of day to go in because no one's around, but you sure look like a clown when you can't keep your pants up while you're trying to, to burgle someone's porch pirate uh, porch box. So there you go. We have the daily clown of the episode, and there it is. That guy needs to put on his clown makeup because Jesus you're trying to steal a package off the porch and you're looking like a clown, dude. And your pants are falling down. <laughs> Where's the guy from American Idol? He should be singing your theme song. With oh, the pants, pants on, the, on ground. the ground. Pants on the ground. Looking like a fool with your pants on the ground. Well, there you go. Yeah, you wow. Got, big clown move. We got our clown of the episode done early this time. There'll probably be more than one because you really got going last time once we got into the music. So. Didn't do an introduction. I'm JC. That's RC. This is the Culvert Show, podcast number two. We're like 13 minutes in. We're just getting that out. I think I said something about it at the beginning, but uh, we're going to, uh, I guess, see as my mic rattles around over here. And uh, we're going to jump into this going out of order from what I have written down. But here you go. So you get to pick three of these cereals, all right? There's nine cereals. You get to pick three that you want to keep. The rest of them are done. So here's your nine. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Trix, Fruit Loops, Captain Crunch, Fruity Pebbles, Pops. I didn't know Pops were still sold. I'll be completely honest. I have had them a long time ago, but they had those weird commercials. Where the pops had legs and like yelled at each, and then like yelled at each other. Anyway, Lucky Charms, Honey Nut Cheerios, or Frosted Flakes. First, let's just go with uh, which one of these is a big no right off the jump before you get to the final three. Pops. Well, okay, <laughs> yeah, we we pretty had a pretty good feeling about that. So pops is gone. Is there anything else on this list that's pretty much an automatic no? Out of everything on the list, probably Cheerios would be a big no. Honey Nut Cheerios, gone. All right, so that leaves Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Tricks, Fruit Loops, Captain Crunch, Fruity Pebbles, Lucky Charms, and Frosted Flakes. So number one I would have on my list would be Cinnamon Toast Crunch, number one. Number two, the Fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles. Wow. And number three would be Frosted Flakes. All right. We're, well, we got two of the three the same. I would say that Cinnamon Toast Crunch, always good. Frosted Flakes, even better. 
And I'm going with Lucky Charms off this list. You know, Captain Crunch is solid. I will say that, too. You get all the different flavors of Captain Crunch in there. Pops, that's a big no. Fruity Pebbles, I mean, they're all right. I, I can get behind that on certain certain time. And then Fruit Loops and Tricks. Tricks just taste kind of fake. Plus, they've got that, uh, don't they have a yogurt? I think they have a yogurt or a gogurt or some something that's essentially Tricks flavored. I could be wrong on that, but I remember that from a long, long time ago. Now that you say that, I vaguely remember Looking that. at all these cereals, all I can think about is the Trix Rabbit, Silly Rabbit Tricks are for kids, the Trix Yogurt, then the Pops commercials where the Pops scream at each other. I, I Now I want to hear that commercial. I'm, I'm just, what about the commercials where the Cinnamon Toast Crunch people oh, the, eat each the other? The Cinnamon though? Toast Crunch things i guess are definitely cannibals like the the cinnamon toast crunch puts it in your face that they are definitely they definitely eat each other which i don't know that that's a a great thing to be like this is the brand this is the thing oh i think he found the pops commercial see if the uh see what we got here if this is what i uh, let's see if this is what i thought it was Always oh, turning the mic way or turning the computer way up. We might actually pick up some of this. Oh, let's see if the Googler fails us here. Oh, I think this is what I was thinking of. Yes, it is. That's funny. And it's like pops crazy good or something like that at the end. We're definitely uh, watching a video that does not have volume on it, or your computer, or your, or your, or your computer just bit it. So. Oh well, you're technologically impaired. Apparently, you sat there with the volume down. Is it? I just want to know if it ends pops crazy good, because I think that's how the, the catchphrase is. He is just struggling with the volume right now. I feel like I'm hearing this more through my headphones. There. Yeah, okay. I don't know what your mind. <laughs> so I guess for future reference, we're not going to let you be the one in control. He's got like five videos playing in there. So Okay, okay. I think I got it this time. All right, we're going. If this is not it, we're just calling it a draw. He can't find the mic in his computer. Oh, they don't have legs. They just bounce. Oh. What is... Gotta have my pops. There it is. That didn't. I don't know what the hell you're doing over there, dude. I don't think... I, he is oh. he's having a fun time trying to don't play it again we've already had like five minutes of dead air while you try to figure out what the heck is going on over there pops crazy good that was the deal i thought it was gotta have my pops it's the, I, all right all right all right all right so we went down that i went down that and learn that if we need something <laughs> done right in the technology department, that you are not the one. Where's the <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna hear a crash and some crying when he drops his freaking computer over there. Anyway, so there you go. The uh, winners: Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Fruity Pebbles, Lucky Charms, and Frosted Flakes. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so he's got his laptop up on laptop up on its side now. I mean. I, this this sounds like something that we planned to make you seem like not not technologically <laughs> smart, but unfortunately that was not planned, and that's just part of what uh, <laughs> what goes on here. All right, so oops, that's a pretty good summary. So <laughs> I'm gonna gonna tell you, I oh, what the hell? <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> the computer still <laughs> whooping his ass over there. Oh. Also, 
the other day here, I have an email. I'm trying to find it so I don't mess it up. <laughs> it's right here. It's a spam email here, and it's from Amazon, except it's capital A space M space A space Z space O space and N space. And they're trying to tell me my account was like, like under like attack or something. I have even used e- Amazon in months. That's because you're an eBay bum. So it's like my uh, what the heck? So what is the explanation of your Amazon account is under attack? Like someone's trying to hack it or like what? It says it's missing um, or incorrect. Oh. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> It's missing or incorrect what? Information. And it's like your billing information is incorrect. Well, they probably tried to use your, hacked your stuff, tried to use your credit card, and probably had an old-ass credit card on there that's not good anymore. And then the address changed, so they're like, uh, yeah, we're Amazon, and we're here to tell you about all your crap is all screwed up. But joke's on them. You're smart, and you don't use Amazon. So, boom, both of them outsmarted the dummies. So the way they signed off on this is you were sent this email because you are a customer of Amazon. You are a criminal. So they're like declaring I'm a customer of Amazon. I mean, they're not wrong, though. You did buy stuff from Amazon at one point. Like a year and a half ago. And You're still a customer. Well, you have an account with them, so you are technically still a customer. But good job not getting bamboozled by the uh, the hacker trickster fool that tried to steal your bank account credit card amazon account and here's the most exciting email i've received in a long time is it from the prince of nigeria no even better don't forget you have tickets to stained at 7 p.m at battery park wow this is an actual email wow you just segued from this guy's trying to steal all of my information to real email so you might as well talk about the show. You couldn't, from last episode, your first show was going to be in August. You see all the, the deltas out there, the variants, and you're like, I mm, guess I'm going to get a show in. So there you go. You get your show in, and maybe you'll get just another show. And uh, So what what's the deal with this show? I decided I probably should get to a show sooner than later because of the huge Deftones and Gojira tour that postponed. Probably a good move. But here's the thing. I I don't I don't know if it was Deftones that wanted to not do the tour this year or if it was Gojira, because like a few days later Gojira added tons more dates to their like full blown tour. So I'm not sure if Deftones was just being like, Yeah, I don't really want to do it this Super year. Super stupid question for you. Deftones is US based or are they UK based? I believe they're from America. Because I was going to say, if they're from the UK, I could definitely see how that would be like, a, yeah, I don't really want to be doing this right now. And another thing, um, the pop evil drummer girl, Haley, is not going to be on the first part of the tour because she's in the UK and she can't get over here in time. So the pop evil tour started today, the versatile tour kicked off today i'm not sure which town but it kicked off today and pop evil made a huge deal of it on their social media i feel like that was a screw up on her part i mean i don't know what the rules are anymore if you're because it was two week quarantine there and then probably another two weeks here but i mean i feel like here you probably don't have to quarantine anymore since everything's kind of opening up so i'm curious to why that was a thing that she got stuck over there. And to clarify, Deftones are from Sacramento, California. Hmm. Sacramento. I don't know why I thought they were from the UK, but... Didn't you see them? I sure did. I I want to say with Guns and Roses at the beginning. Like they yeah, intro yeah. for Guns and Roses. Yeah, they opened for them. There you go. I knew so, you saw them, but... Big Brain remembered that, so... Anyway, back to Stained, and I couldn't tell you any of the rest of the bands Nine that you're going to see. Nonpoint in Arson City. So what's the what's the draw to this concert for you? Other than it's a concert, and you haven't had a concert since, like, November 
third 15. of like 1995 or something. There you go. So you haven't had a concert in two years. You're seeing the the writing on the wall that things could get dicey. Possibly, we don't know. We're not saying they will. We're not saying they won't. But there, there's always a possibility with this uh, ever changing situation. So what's the big draw to this show for you? Nonpoint. With their brand new hit single, Ruthless, that song goes hard. They also have um, Lights, uh, Camera, Action, one of their older songs. That one's solid. Chaos and Earthquakes, that's solid. And obviously you have to have their classic bullet with a name. That one's really good. I'm not sure much of what Stain sings, but I know Nonpoint should put on a really, really good show. Stain sings that one song that I know that I can't think of the name of right now. It's been a while. There you go. It's been a while. That one's that's the song. That was the worst stained impression you'll ever hear. Anybody that listens that knows that song is like, um, well, thanks for singing the three words that he just said was the song title. So So I know they sing Mud Shovel, the one we just talked about. And I believe Eyes, what is it? Eyes Open? I think it's Eyes Open. I don't know. Open. Couldn't tell you. Here, let's look up their set list from a few years ago. Yeah, so you're going to get a show now. Open your eyes, not burn open my eyes. Open your eye, not burn your eyes. It's open your eyes. Well, that's... Sounds like a solid their, song. Their last show was is actually tomorrow is their first show. But their last show was May 8th of 2021 in Massachusetts. And they um, were playing Open Square. That was the name of the venue. And they had a 13-song set and a bunch of first performances. And their first performance since 2009 was Open Your Eyes, um, Pressure. Their first performance of um, Can't Believe since like 2002. These guys, I believe, just recently got back together too, I believe, like a few years ago. So you're you're definitely looking forward to this one. So I guess this is a perfect time if you've got any news tours metal uh rock want to talk about beanie eyelash a little bit i know you're a big fan of hers maybe some fine big and rich cinderella guitarist jeff labar dies at 58 that's some sad news for classic rock fans and hair metal fans and um motionless and white has a september tour with light the torch silent planet and dying wish and looks like quite a big tour it looks like it goes through only september i know we're seeing um motionless and white at the festival we're going to so i'll be cool so there you go some, and some tours mega death and lamb of god tour the metal tour of the year um is that the title, or is that what somebody else is calling it? Um, I believe that's what someone else called it, and now it's like their title of the tour. Is I was going to say, you got to be pretty full of yourself to be like, yeah, this is the greatest show of the year. Don't need anyone else to tell me that. With openers, Trivium, and In Flames, but since of issues and such with In Flames, now Hatebreed steps up. In my opinion, since Hatebreed's now in the show, that makes it even more, like, I would like to go to it, but... That was going to be my follow-up question. Is this another show that you're going to be uh, pulling the old pin on and going they're in, to see? They're in Minneapolis, the same place Testament plays, I believe. Oh, there it is. And you said this is a tour that's starting soon and going through, like, September. That's it? The tour kicks off August 20th in Austin, Texas. And then it goes through September? October 2nd. Oh. And Corn um, announced summer fill-in for Fieldy, which is the bass player from Suicidal Tendencies. And Man Award to celebrate sixth album 
anniversaries on Crushing the Enemies of Metal Tour in 2022. And uh, last one is Dave Mustaine shows Megadeth Mystery Bassist in Cameo Video. There you go. And the longtime, like, one of the founding members of Pop Evil, Matt, the bass player, says goodbye. So that's interesting. I don't fully know who's playing bass. So what happened there? Is this one of those? The the band was like, see ya. Was this a mutual split? Here's his exact words. So long, but not goodbye. The time has come for me to part ways with Pop Evil. The decision has been made that I will not be joining them on their upcoming tour or any future shows. Walking away from something I've helped build is not easy, but it is the best thing for the band, myself, and our respective futures. Pop Evil will continue on, and so will I, just not together. The details surrounding my departure are only known by a few people, and respectfully, it will remain that way. Having the opportunity to meet so many fans across the world is something that has made a lasting impression on my heart. I would have loved to play for you all one more time, and I'm sorry that I did not. it did not work out that way. I would like to thank you all from the bottom of my heart for your endless support and love. I wish Pop Evil nothing but success in all their future endeavors, and I'm thankful for the time. And his time was 2007 to 2021, and that I was able to be part of it. And there you go. So is there anything from the flip side of that? Did uh, they release anything talking about him? Because not, not that I'm aware of. That makes me think that it was something he did, but he's pretty much acknowledging as like, hey, I screwed something up, but since we're all pals, or good enough pals still, that we're just going to split ways and no one's going to talk about it. Until they all write books and, you know, they have documentaries and docu-series about them, you know, 20 years from now, but... For the time being, at least. And we're going to get one more music thing, and then you can do your sports. I don't know if this is going to be Slipknot's um, tour, like set list, but they are teasing a piece of paper that has a bunch of their songs in the set list. If this is what they go with, you'll get a bunch of oldies on there, which That's is That's what awesome. you want, dude. So it would it'd be like the introduction, and then Unsainted, Disasterpiece. Yes. And then you'd get Eeyore, which I've personally never heard live, so that'd be really dope. Nero Forte, Before I Forget, New Abortion, another old one. I've never heard that one live. Psychosocial, um, Solway Firth, Vermilion, that one's really good. I heard that um, in 16, I believe. Um, Birth of the Cruel, that one's interesting, I think. I don't think never that's... heard it. It's off the new album. I've, okay, I probably heard it then, but just don't recognize the title. Um, you also got Wait and Bleed, Eyeless, All Out Life, Duality, Sick. And interesting, I think anyway, is they're not closing with Pete or uh, what is it? Spit it out. They're, sur- they're closing with surfacing on this list. So you'd have their last three songs, Sick, People Equal Shit, and Surfacing, and no Spit It Out on this list. So I don't think it's a complete show without Spit It Out. So are you going to you gonna get on the old Facebook machine and be like, all right, Slipknot, that's great, but you got to add at least this one song? I don't know. I think I'd be pretty happy with, like, Eeyore and New Abortion. As Sounds the- like you're getting some old stuff, some stuff they never play, and all their new stuff. Or at least some of their new stuff. Are they ever going to release an album? Because I thought, weren't they in the works of working on a new album? Or is this just rumor and hearsay? Because I thought I read somewhere that they were trying to get a new album going before they jumped back on the the old tour bus. The rumor was they were in the studio, but... And that's uh, unofficially a no-go? I don't know if they'll have it out before they tour, but the rumor is they are working on stuff. So when do they start their tour? Oh, I, I got the big the big shrug. I would assume. Oh. Is this before or oh. after the? Uh, do I go to? Oh, here comes the calculations. It starts the day after Knotfest, Iowa. So so that's goes, like September. It goes Incarceration Fest. They perform the tenth, and then a week 
week later or two weeks later. I want to September 25th. There you go. It's September 25th, Knotfest, Iowa. And then the very next day is when the Knotfest Roadshow kicks off. So they do the big show, then they do Knotfest, and then they're on tour after that. Yep. Making bank, getting a tour of the world. Pretty good life, I would say. So there you go. Is that the uh, the metal, the rock, and the pop of the day? For all the listeners that will throw a fit that Five Finger Death Punch is even mentioned, they're officially recording its ninth album. So they're in the works of a new album, too. And I'll be surprised if we don't have anyone complain about that. So you think the listeners are not... Five Finger Death Punch fans. A lot of people throw a fit. Anyone that brings up FFTP or Nickelback. So I, that was going to be my next question. Is it Five Finger Death Punch is the one that gets complained about the most, or is it Nickelback? Well, for Iowa, it's FFTP because like Iowa constantly brings them in. So? And so? Pe- and people get irritated because that's all that ever comes here is that because it actually sells the other band that i see all the time on your page that gets complained about is ghost that one gets complained about nickelback gets complained about five finger death punch gets complained about i mean all of them seem fine i mean nickelback's become an internet meme but i mean other than that like when it comes to their music they seem fine so I don't know, maybe someone will say something about how you talked about Five Finger Death Punch and that was just not the move. One sad thing I've been noticing about the Mudvayne teaser pictures and stuff. So on one of the pictures, it shows the guitarist. And I don't think, I could be wrong, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, everyone's saying it. I could be wrong, but I don't think they're going to do their makeup on this tour just by looking at the pictures and well they're probably not going to take pictures with the makeup on before they get on the stage that this is what they want you to think they're going to be like all right we're going to just take all these pictures no makeup on and then they're going to get on the stage and they're going to have the makeup on and the crowd's going to start doing freaking cartwheels and well, backflips and i'm judging this karate chop just each other. based on the guitar player because when he had the makeup he didn't have a beard and this picture he has a beard and when he has a beard he doesn't have the makeup so i'm I'm just basing it off the one picture i'm looking at and i don't think they're gonna do it which sucks because i would love to see it but i could be maybe you should put on makeup too and then they'll do it that would be cool there i from the fan group i'm in of that incarceration fest there are people obviously going to slipknot people obviously and there's there also, always is. And there's people that are showing off their costumes of Chad Gray, the lead singer, the guy with the like smiley face and the blue hair. Like they're showing off that type of makeup for the second day of that festival. I just think and I, I this is gonna this is nothing to do with the costumes themselves, like they're fine, but I would think that dressing up like that when you're going to a festival, a full day of shows, that would just get sticky. Your makeup's going to run. It's going to be probably hot out. That just seems like it would be a little bit miserable, but I guess there's diehard fans out there that don't uh, don't care about how miserable it would be. Uh, maybe they've got better makeup than what I'm imagining where it doesn't uh, run, but that just seems like that would be something that the makeup would run and it would be kind of a mess for them. And the super fun first show that uh, Mudvayne's back, it will be our festival. Got to get the Berbers, dude. September 11th. Fun fact, their last show was September 9th. So their last show and their first show back is only a few days apart. But what year on September 9th? I don't know. I'd have to look it up. So this is, I thought you told me they'd been off for a while, though. So this isn't like a 2019. This is like 2005. Not that long ago. 2009. 2013. I think it was actually 2009. I'm pretty good at guessing. That was going to be my first guess if 2005 didn't pop into my mind. (laughs) Their last show was actually... So we see them the 11th. 
I was wrong. I said the ninth, but it's actually the other way. We see them the eleventh, and their last show was um, the thirteenth. The thirteenth of two thousand nine in Dayton, Ohio. Oh, they like the Ohio, the great state of Ohio. And their most played songs live is Dig, Berber, Death Blooms, Negative One, Nothing to Gain, Not Falling. Let's take a look at some more of their statistics. Dig was played 243 times live. That's probably out of 243 live shows. Probably played it every single time. I feel like people would riot if you went to a mud vein. Like I know for a fact that you would like rip off your shirt and would like charge the stage if you didn't get your Berbers in. Oh yeah. I mean the the freaking mud veins like one of the big reasons you wanted to go to this festival period. So they better play the Berbers cuz I don't want to drive 13 and a half hours on the way back and hear, "Oh, freaking mud vein didn't play didn't play dig and I'm all upset about it." Like, I just play the Berbers and make sure you get that one in. So in 2009, they had 71 concerts, it looks like. And they played Dig 73 times. Played it multiple times during a couple of shows. Yeah, they had. I feel like they're, you could just open with Dig, close with Dig, call it a night, and there you go. There was actually a band that did that. I don't know the name, but I heard the story of a band that opens with their biggest song and then gets everyone hyped up, plays all their whatever other songs, and then closed with that same song to get everyone hyped up again. I mean, if you're kind of floating in that one-hit wonder zone, like I feel like that's something that you could do. But, I mean, if you're you're not saying that Mudvayne's a one-hit wonder, I saw the smirk over there when I said that. He's about ready to charge the table, <laughs> and I, I, don't want that to, I don't want that to happen. But, I mean, if you're a band that's had, like, a one-hit wonder and the rest of your stuff's good but not quite to that caliber, that maybe that's when you throw the double play of the top thing. But, yeah, and that's all I got for the my side of the stuff. Let's hear your side. There you go. So we're actually just not going to get right into sports. I've got something even better. You're going to love this. Probably going to get a good chuckle out of this. Here you go. This is uh, – this is a story that's been out there. This is ABC News. Taco Bell employees. I don't want any spit takes. I don't want you to trash the mic or your computer. Taco Bell employees set off fireworks inside restaurant, caused the fire after accidentally locking themselves out. The damage in, in the blaze is estimated it to be more than $30,000. This is in Nashville. So this uh, occurred July 5th as... Uh, yeah, the investigation, the the pre, the premise here is they lit off fireworks in the restaurant. Okay, fine. Like I'm not sure why that was a good idea, but I think my favorite part of this is I just can imagine them getting out of there. You know, you're seeing the fireworks shooting off. You're watching Taco Bell go up in blazes, and then one of them taps their pockets and goes, "Oh shit, I don't have the keys. Do you have the keys?" And then the other one looks at him and goes. I don't have keys either. So, yeah, you get to watch the building go up in flames. You shot off a bunch of fireworks. That's that's not a good move. Nothing? Nothing. You get a light chuckle, but that's that's it. Um, Terry! Terry! Oh my where God. are the keys at? <laughs> yeah, there would be a big freak out. All right, here you go. The uh, I... I don't know how I feel about this, so I'm intrigued to hear you. There's a New York creamery that's making an ice cream. That's that got more of a laugh than Taco Bell fire Taco Bell employees blowing up their building with a fireworks. Anyway, so there's a New York creamery that's making Kraft mac and cheese ice cream. Is that a yay or a nay? Would you try mac and cheese ice cream? No. That's it. What if what I mean the first thing please don't make that sound again. <laughs> but you you can't put any toppings on it. You can't drizzle mac and cheese ice cream with a bunch of chocolate sauce. Like it's just not going to taste right. So that's a no-go from you on the mac and cheese ice cream. I did however find um Cheetos 
mac and cheese. Not ice well, cream. Yeah, but that's been out for a while. I've never seen it until recently. Well, maybe you got to buy it and see what it's all about. Is it the flaming Hot Cheetos or just regular old Cheetos? The regular ones. I bet there's flaming Hot out there. And if not, somebody is in a laboratory right now trying to make it happen. Um, Let's see. Oh, a sealed copy of Mario 64. Let's see how much, if you can guess how much that sold for at auction. Oh, I heard this on the radio. I want to say a million. $1.56 million, making it the most valuable collectible game of all time. This same auction house sold some link. Oh, here you go. It was. This is the same auction house that sold a copy of NES, The Legend of Zelda, two days before for $870,000. That was the record just to be broken a couple of days later by Mario and the first comment on Twitter, waste of money, followed up by, man, I wouldn't pay that much for such a terrible game. I think people are missing the point here. I don't think this dude's spending a million and a half dollars to play this game. It is going to sit on a shelf somewhere. It's in package. It's mint, whatever. It's People, people think it's great, so spend all your money on it. But it is... Uh, Scrolling through comments on that was uh, pretty good. Uh, let's uh, keep it keep it rolling here. A, an interesting one, as uh, this was the all-star game, we're going to get to all this, was in Denver, and uh, there was a theory going around that there was going to be a Las Vegas-style shooting. So for those of you that don't know what I, that means, in Vegas there was, a, I want to say a country show, some kind of concert. Dude got up on a high floor, had the high ground, shot a bunch of people. So this was what they were thinking was going to happen, but it gets foiled by a maid. This maid is uh, cleaning the hotel room that these people were staying at has uh, found dozen weapons, hundred rounds of ammunition. This was last Friday. So uh, shout out to the maid. Might have uh, saved a catastrophe there as um, that was old news, I guess you could say, but still uh, something that was worth talking about. And then going to the sports news, USA men's national team and some exhibition games have... Uh, I I don't I mean they're exhibition games so underperformed but this is uh, started with a 90 to 87 loss to Nigeria that at the time was like their third loss period in the Olympics since 1992 and I know in the first episode I talked about how I was jacked because the basketball team was just going to roll everybody they played they followed up that with an exhibition loss to Australia 91-83 they did get back on track, 108-80 win over Argentina. So I'm just going to stick with the fact it's an exhibition game. It doesn't matter. U.S. is still going to win gold as uh, the Olympics coming up here in a couple of weeks. No fans on site, so it'll be an interesting-looking Olympics. And then uh, before we get into the Pokemon Go, that's been a complete disaster for me as uh, – we might have something else from you from the looks of the uh, concern at the monitor over there. So, <clears throat> just typed in randomly into eBay weird stuff. Oh, boy. Here what is, do you expect to find when you type in, quote, weird stuff? Here's the, for $59 with 35 watchers, free shipping. So, you know, it's a good oh, deal. Oh, what a deal, dude. And it's a two-headed duck. A yellow duckling, a real duck, and it's like taxidermied. And right above it with what? 58 watchers for $30, a taxidermy yellow duckling, real baby duck. That's a Well, I guess it's taxidermied, so neither of these are alive. But they were real, and that's, that's weird. And there's a giant so, Asian hornet, another real oh, thing, for that's, $26. That's a big no-go, dude. There are 16 of them sold. There's a flower mantis. 35. Why does this? Why is taxidermy the thing that comes up when you type in weird stuff into eBay? 
this might have to be a new segment where you just type in random crap into eBay and here's what's trending on eBay right now. So this is a double-headed duck, not front and back. Like they're like how a duck would be like face forward. Both the heads are like on the front. Okay, that's what I thought. They're both they're both on the front. There's no weird like dog and cat thing of the old Nickelodeon cartoon where one's on the front and one's on the back. I think the weirdest one there for me is the duckling that's taxidermy. Like, okay, a duck, you know, sometimes when you're there's a mutation like that, you kick the bucket a little early. You want to taxidermy that? Okay, but, like, the duckling seems weird to me. For $33, you can buy a real turtle that's in um, resin, I think is how you say it. So this one's dead, too. <laughs> Yep, a baby turtle, and it's because I don't think you can buy live animals off of eBay. That's more of a Craigslist thing. Let's take a look. Oh, jeez, you're gonna have the FBI <laughs> kicking down your door, dude. So he's typing in what the if you can buy live animals on eBay it sounds very illegal. By the way, would not recommend it. He's gonna get his door kicked down tomorrow. Long look. He's trying to decide if the animals he's looking at is alive or not. Well, for $20, it says right here, um, free shipping, two live Chinese praying mantises for sale for $20. Um, three baby jumping spiders for $39.99. So it, it look, oh, that's enclosures. That's These are enclosures. all bugs. No, I'm talking like ducks and like turtles and all this other stuff. There's um moth eggs for sale, it looks like. It looks like mostly like just small weird oh. bugs. I can see the wheels are turning over there like, oh, I think I'm gonna go buy some bugs off of eBay, dude. <laughs> he's focused, he's scrolling through, he's like, What's the best deal here? I could get two moth eggs for thirty five dollars, or I can get two live praying mantises for $25. Next next episode, he's going to have a bug enclosure in his apartment. He's going to have a bunch of Chinese <laughs> jumping spiders. So I just looked up the um, live animals policy, and they are not permitted to be sold on Bingo. eBay. I told you they weren't. So they must say bugs are different, different than animals in this Sellers case. can only list the following live animals. Bees, crickets, ladybugs. Whoever's selling bees on freaking eBay, that is a bum move. The bees don't need screwed with any more than they already are. You know, bees, just, just leave them alone. Don't sell them on eBay. Don't try to make a quick buck off of the bee. Okay, anyway, anyway. Aquatic snails, fertilized eggs, live bait, <laughs> such as minnows, shiners, earthworms or mealworms, lobsters, <laughs> tadpoles tropical you can buy a freaking lobster off of ebay there's no chance that thing would get here alive now i'm curious what huh. the heck it says stud services including but not limited to dogs cats horses sheep goats and cattle <laughs> so I, I guess they can sell those and mice but specifically as food for pets Food for you. Okay, anyway, how much is a freaking lobster right now? If I want to buy a lobster, live lobster, I don't want no taxidermy lobster. How much is it if to buy a lobster on eBay? We've officially hit what might be the best segue or the best rabbit hole talking about eBay. We just made ourselves a new segment here. We haven't even gotten to the MLB yet or my Pokemon Go fails. The record again battles. Not bad. Not, I mean, not good. Real bad. Oh, I think the struggle is to find one that's alive. You can probably buy like 16 taxidermied lobsters. Um, You can get 10 dwarf crayfish mini lobster live guarantee for $32.97. And there appears to be four watchers, free shipping. Let's click on the listing. It shows a picture of a little tiny lobster guy here and a bunch so of So what pictures. what do you think are the odds that this thing would show up alive? You're just gonna open up the box, it's gonna smell like dead fish because they're all gonna be dead. Where's it shipping from? Like Indonesia, China. 
let me see if I doubt you're shipping it in the U.S. I mean, maybe. He's based in the United States. Wow, He's I been stand a member. corrected. Um. So yeah. Pond Boy 89's listening. We're looking at your Pond account. Pond Boy 89. If you're listening to this show, first of all, I'm impressed that you've made it here to the 55-minute mark. Second of all, I mean, I've been proven wrong before, but I would guess any fish that are shipped on eBay are going to be 100% dead by the time they get to where they're going. I don't see how you're going to keep them alive unless you charge a lot for shipping. Especially with the heat and knowing our apartment. Yeah. If it's like on the curb and it's like 90, there's no way. If it's like in a normal box, no I way. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I mean, they have to be like in water, I assume, don't they? I would think so. So, okay, there's problem one. Well, for next episode, I could contact them using my 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 eBay and send them a message of how he does things and... We could add it if you there, there you go. We're going to be talking to Crayfish Boy 89. What was his name? Pond Boy. Pond 80. Boy 89. Because I, for one, and like I said, I've been, been proven wrong before. I don't see how the heck he's going to ship them to where they're going. I mean, our apartments are the worst place because shipping anything to the apartment sucks because it goes one of three places. It's either dumped next door, or they send it to Walgreens half the way through the town, or they just dump it on the, <laughs> or they just dump it on the goddamn street. So, I, here's not a great, great uh, example, but I am curious. Like, would you, would you just dump it down? Would you just, uh, I just don't know how you do it. And I, I'll be honest, even more, I didn't think you could even sell live stuff on eBay. So, I guess. Uh, the earlier comment of Craigslist, maybe not as accurate as I thought it was. So I'll let you type to the main man that I forgot his name, Fishman89, Podman89. Pondboy. Pond boy. Oh, he's not a man yet. He's Pod, pod Pondboy. Should I leave that we're using this for a podcast or no, you think? Like, tell him that this is for a pod. We're going to call up Podboy89 and be like, yo, welcome to the podcast. Tell us about your selling these crawdads, dude. Should I, though? <laughs> he's not going to respond to you because he thinks you're going to be a scammer. <laughs> I want to know your process on how you sell shrimpies and crawdads, dude. I mean, you can throw in and be like, yeah, well, my brother thinks you're a bum and he does not believe that your stuff's going to get here in one piece. I don't think he's a bum. Don't put he's a bum. That I don't want to start a fight with uh, Pond Boy 89. Might have got it right for the first time. I just don't see how they're going to get here alive, but we'll have to wait and see. And you're emailing him now, and who knows? Maybe we'll have a fun eBay message to read uh, next episode. As this episode, it'll it's being recorded late Wednesday. It'll be out early Thursday. Probably trying to do another one Saturday at some point. We'll have to wait and see as uh, trying to get two in a week. And last week, just went ahead and got one out there this week, trying to settle into maybe a Wednesday-Saturday schedule. We'll have to wait and see. So while he sends the greatest message that I can't wait to hear what you say about how some podcast wants to hear how you ship your stuff, NL. AL All-Star Game in baseball action. The AL, as has been the case for now eight in a row, was victorious. The Reds and the rest of the NL, still the secondary league, losing 5-2. to two. Toronto Blue Jays had a heck of an outing. As uh, for Toronto, Guerrero hits an absolute moonshot, baby. Home run in the game. As uh, he collects two RBIs, as uh, Marcus Simeon collected an RBI infield hit in the game. So the Blue Jays, by themselves in the All-Star game, take out the uh, NL 3-2. As uh, Guerrero hit the home run third inning off of Burns, and an absolute moonshot. going to interrupt you. Here's what I'm going to email 
through eBay to Pondboy89. You better include our email in there for him so he can he can direct direct email us back if he doesn't want to go through eBay. Although eBay will probably work better for him. I asked, how do you ship these? How do you keep them alive from point A to point B? I'd like to know your process of how you're keeping these and shipping these. This will be on the Covert Show for a podcast, and thanks to Hope Thanks. Hope to hear the process soon. There's no chance he responds to that. <laughs> you it's know worth what? A shot. It is worth a shot because it is it is fairly interesting. And I mean, this guy has been doing it. How long did you say he's been on? He's been on here since um, 2012. Oh, okay, claims. so he's been doing it a while. So that's yeah, assuming he's done it the full time, which is probably more of a more of an assumption than anything. Anyway. Shohei Otani picks up the win for the AL as uh, the NL loses again. The Guerrero home run is when they were talking to Tatis Jr. as uh, that was an absolute moonshot as the All-Star AL knocks off of the NL home run derby. Otani didn't get out of the first round. In fact, none of the top four seeds get out of the first round. Trey Mancini beats Matt Olson 24-23. Trevor Story, the seven seed, knocked out Joey Gallo, the two seed, 2019. Pete Alonzo of the Mets, the five seed, knocked out Salvador Perez, clobbered poor Perez, 25-28. Juan Soto, the eight seed, knocked off Shohei Otani, 31-28. That was in a swing-off, so an overtime one there. Second round saw Mancini, the sixth seed, knock out Story 13-12. Pete Alonso beat Juan Soto 16-15. And Pete Alonso repeats as the champ, knocking out Trey Mancini 23-22. So that's the uh, back-to-back champs. He becomes the third player to win back-to-back derbies. Ioana Cespedes did it in 2013 and 14. Ken Griffey Jr. did it in 1998 and 19. 19- 99 so there you go that's the home run derby the mlb uh all-star game as uh now it's time to shift focus to the second half of the season and we'll give a quick look not going to run through everything but the division leaders al east is boston al central the white Sox, houston in the west blue jays are eight games back tied with new york for third in the al east at 45 and 42 just for the record here, 45 and 42 would be second place in the AL Central. Granted, eight games back of the White Sox, but still shows how good the AL East is. And uh, 45 and 42 would fare about the same in the AL West. And then on the NL side of things, Mets are leading the East, Brewers lead the Central, San Francisco leads the West. Cincinnati four games out of first place in the NL Central at 48 and 42. So there's some hope there for you in the second half of the uh, season as the Reds and Blue Jays get back underway. I believe they're back to it Friday as the I think the Red Sox and Yankees. Yeah, Red Sox and Yankees get going on Thursday. Everybody else jumps into games on Friday. For the Reds, they take on the Brewers. For the Blue Jays, they take on the Rangers. And that is the weekend series. All right, switching gears to the final part of the segment. We'll come back over there and see if there's anything to talk about. It is the always loved. Everybody enjoys it. Probably not. But Pokemon Go has uh, been slow going. Caught me some more Poketrons, as you're so fond of saying. He still hasn't gotten the game. We didn't have any Pokemon cards tonight to open. Kind of a bummer, but you should get Pokemon Go. I mean, it's pretty fun. Nothing? All right, well, I don't know what you're doing over there. He's just chilling out. Is uh, broke the record from last time as uh, the record, and this is where it gets real sad. So I've got to. How did I get to this? Got to remember how I go. Oh, here we go. Battles. So, maybe. So, my all-time battling record is 5-19. and 19. The longest winning streak is 2. And I get clobbered a lot. So, 
you want to follow me on Pokemon Go, you can certainly do that. Uh, the the trainer code or whatever is on the Twitter page for the Covert Show. Trying to trying to catch a Magnemite currently probably won't work, but there you go. So five and what did I say? Seventeen, something like that. It's bad. As I just caught a Magnemite. So there we go. We caught a Pokemon again on the uh, show live. As a uh, three forty-five and uh, electric steel, forty hit points. Not a lot of hit points, but the battling numbers. 5 and 19. I battled 24 times and I managed to win just 5. So we'll keep uh, up to date on that as we move along. All right. Well, I think that just about winds her up unless you've got something wise or something entertaining to talk about over there. Um, Nope. I'm all out. The guy from eBay hasn't emailed me back, but that's as suspected since it was like sent like two minutes ago. That but. is, if he replied back by the time this podcast was done in five minutes, that would be the single most impressive eBay. I mean, that guy really would be down to customer service, just like he just sits on his phone and waits for people to get a hold of him. So, all right, well, there you go. So, follow us on Twitter at The Covert Show. You can email us, thecovertshow at gmail.com. And I think that's it for social media. So we'll catch you in the next one. I'm JC. That's RC. This is The Covert Show. Thanks for listening.